You are listening to the Indie Game Development Podcast Show. Visit www.indiegamepod.com for more podcasts. This interview is inspired by a quick meetup at the Austin Game Developers Conference. I'm at the Austin Game Developers Conference, and with me today is a special guest. How about you introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Monjoni Oso. I'm a student developer who worked on the game Chromatica, well, uh, part of uh, Ohio University. Okay, and can you talk about how this game was started, uh, what inspired it? Um, well, a group of us, 16 students who were in Ohio University's game development program, which is brand new, uh, it's just started recently within the last three years, uh, uh, the professor who's in charge of the program, a guy named John Bowditch, encouraged us to get together and make some something. So we're like, okay, we've got 16 of us, we can make something. So uh, we sat around in a room, first week of classes, and said, okay, here's how many people we have, here's what we're good at, here's what we can do. And from there, we, over the next week, developed a series of game designs, picked one, and um, about the end of October, beginning of November of last year, we started development on Chromatica, creating assets, creating stories, and, and generally just working on the game. And, you know, 16 seems like a really huge group. Usually, you know, for smaller games, it's three to five people. How did you manage 16 people? Well, that's a great question. Um, Students are, as a rule, hard to manage. Um, You have a lot of personality conflicts. Even in a three- or five-man group, and imagine that trebled for a 16-man group. We had three producers. I was an associate producer. We had a lead producer and then another associate producer uh, who also did various other jobs. For instance, I was also a QA manager with another producer, and I did art assets for the game. Because even with 16 people, there was stuff that needed to be done. So when you have to manage a large team, it really is about making sure the personalities in the group don't start coming in conflict with each other. Uh, We had huge fights in our technology team and in our design team, and it really did require people to come in and sort of mediate disputes and work through it. And uh, usually um, it, it, it did involve people coming together more and working harder on the game, and that's really what the goal was. You talk about technology conflicts and other conflicts. Um, can you go into more detail about exactly what they were and how you resolved them? You know. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not sure that I can. I'm not going to name names. Here. Oh yeah, sure. Uh, I'm, this uh, isn't a witch hunt. I'm just. Yeah, yeah. We're just wondering, like, if another student group was actually listening to this. You know, what are the technology conflicts that you encountered that you know they should try to avoid? And um, you know, how did you handle that? Because you're trying to treat everyone equally, and that could be an issue. Well, uh, we had, at the start of our, our game, we had two people who had never coded before in their lives, and they were on our technology team. We started development in Torque Game Builder, uh, which was a license acquired for us by our professor in the university. And um, when you have a small group of programmers, we eventually got a third programmer from our school's computer science department, who was a great boon. Um, I think he won't mind me dropping his name, Jonathan Nicholas. He did a great job. Um, those uh, three guys really came in and started busting busting their asses and, and yeah. getting work done. Um, and so there, there came, uh, and I think this happens with everyone on the team, you think you're doing more than the guy next to you. Um, and the fact of the matter is, sometimes it's true, sometimes it isn't. But it doesn't matter if you're doing more or less than the person next to you. The thing that matters is that you're doing something and you're moving forward on the production. Um, so when we would have personality conflicts, uh, for instance, one of the designers... Um, we as a team were at uh, GDC in February, and one of the designers freaked out because a producer scheduled a meeting that wouldn't be able to include her um, because of a scheduling conflict. So she freaked out, started yelling at him on the floor of GDC. Um, 
and uh, it's uh, a really big thing. You know, that's a huge problem. And it was a combination of stresses that boiled over at the wrong time. Um, but when you're working so closely with 16 people, eventually you just have to work through it. Um, and you all have to realize, as part of a student development team, that ultimately the game you're working on is important. How you work as a team is far more important. And you need to really keep that in mind as you're going through development. Drama won't get the game done. Sitting down and working will. Okay. You mentioned that two of the people on the tech team didn't even know any programming. Were they able to contribute? Or, I mean, how did that exactly work? Because I know it's hard to to get people who just haven't done anything to, you know, jump into stuff that they're not used to. Oh, totally. Um, these, these two guys, uh, Jonathan Gall and Shane Early, um, were overwhelmed at first, understandably. They started going through all the tutorials that Garage Games offered, but Torque Game Builder was, at that point, a really new piece of software. Um, Garage Games didn't have anything even out for that told programmers, here's how you make a side-scroller. Here's, here's a platform, right? It wasn't a, a sort of plug-and-play like TGE is. Um, so they were, they were legitimately overwhelmed, but uh, they put their noses to the grindstone in the first month, sat down for hours on end, sitting in the computer labs for weekends, working through the code, making mistakes, figuring out what was wrong, going back and fixing it. Jonathan Nicholas, who came in um, at the end of our first three months of development, helped them analyze their code, fix what was wrong with it, it go through problems, and um, it was a learning experience for everybody involved. Um, and that's what happens sometimes. Uh, sometimes you are thrown in a position you're not comfortable with. I was thrown into a producer role. I'm not that much of a manager, at least I don't think I am. And I was like, holy crap, we've got 16 people, what am I going to do? And um, it's, it's simply a matter of rolling with the punches. You're a student. You're supposed to make mistakes. That's your job. Um, what matters more than the mistake is that you learn from it and you move past it and you make it part of your experience. That's what education is about. That's what student development is about. And you can't ever forget it. And so you had 16 people. Was there ever a point where you could cut off people, or did you have to include everyone? I mean, because I think there's a point where there are people who are totally into the project, people who are kind of into the project, and people who are just hanging along. Um, there, there was some of that, and it's a problem of motivation more than it is a problem of size. Um, because sometimes people are like, what is this game? Why am I working on it? You know, And that happens in every team, from professional developers, through indies, through students. Everyone goes through it. If you're a producer, your job is to go to that guy and say, what's up? What's wrong? Why, why don't you care? Why aren't you doing enough? What is the hang-up here? And your job is to figure out what the issue is, work through it, and make sure that they're back producing and excited. And that is the hardest thing you're going to do, because simply put, people aren't excited about certain genres of game, you know? Um, we had designers who were really big fans of RPGs and not huge fans of side-scrolling action games. And we're making a side-scrolling action game. So they're like, well, hell. But, to their credit, um, the entire design team ducked their heads down, worked out the mechanics, worked out our bosses, and uh, worked out our levels, and went through it and did their job. And that's, uh, that's professionalism, by any other name. And that's really what it's all about. Um, if you're not doing something that you really like and you're, you feel like this won't matter, um, punch yourself in the face because you're wrong. Um, everything you do as a student developer matters. Portal was a student game with a budget. 
right, and Valve behind it. Student games are incredibly important, as uh, February's GDC proved. I mean, you had a student game made into a commercial product that won the IGF. Game of the Year was given to Portal, which was a student game, yeah. an indie game made by Valve, basically. Um, so everything you do as a student is important. If you forget that, then you're you're screwing your own future. Okay. And um, did you do a lot of prototyping at first, or how did that work? Did you have like your design doc already set, and it was more of a traditional model, or was it more of we're going to prototype these gameplays, see what happens, and then once we find something fun, we develop that? Well, we had a design doc we made at the end of the first uh, month of development. Um, artists had started making mock-ups. We had early concepts on levels. Um, story was going through. But, um, and, and this, this was our problem as developers, is that we, it took us a little too long to find the fun. Um, we, we really found the fun in the game um, after February's GDC, and we were looking at shipping the game in okay. June. So that's not a whole lot of time to retool the game. And to the, the credit of the designers, we did find it. Our QA proved extremely useful. Um, we had, um, on average, about 15 to 20 people show up for weekly QA tests. Um, uh, they're all credited in our game. And... Um, uh, they, they sort of showed us the way forward. Um, my one regret about the game is that we didn't do QA early enough. Um, we had a working prototype by December of last year. Um, the team was playing through it uh, throughout the school's winter break and noting problems. And we worked off of that prototype for a demo build for GDC. Um, but the point is, is that we'd had we'd worked on it at that point. By February of 2008, we'd been working on it for about five months, and um, we didn't have a whole lot of outside input, and that was a critical problem. Uh, we eventually did have great QA and great uh, QA management and great attention paid by our tech team to bugs and fixing them. But um, I hate to be a cliche, but it was almost too little, too late. Um, for other, for other students reading this, please, for the love of all that's good and holy, get your prototype out there, get it tested, see if it's fun. And if it isn't, go back. So you would say the first stage is actually to get the prototype fun, and then from there build up all the other content and stuff like that. Exactly. Um, you're, play, you're making a game, no matter what other concepts you're working on, revolutions in narrative, revolutions in ludological concepts, right? All the other stuff that you're studying as part of a college program in game design and game theory doesn't matter if the game's not fun. And was there a point where you guys realized that this thing was going to get done and it was going to be a success? Or? About, uh, really about three days before we shipped it. Um, it was uh, a very hectic development with um, surges in creativity and surges in production. And uh, uh, as the game did completion, levels were getting locked and art was getting locked. And keep, keep in mind, we were working on the game until the very last minute we could, as every developer should. And um, it was ultimately, as we neared the finish line, when we had our bosses in and we had our levels in and the game worked without crashing frequently, um, that we really saw the game come together. Um, talking with other developers, um, 
this is not an uncommon experience. If you're a student and it's early in development, please don't be disheartened. It won't look like a game for a while. Okay. It won't look like much of anything for a while until you sit down and have other people play it and you realize, hey, yeah, it is a game, and hey, yeah, what you're doing is worth your time. Okay. And what would you say are the top three lessons that you've learned then through this whole project experience that you would carry into your next project? Uh, the first thing I've learned is that game development is a whole lot of hell, but when the game is out, there is no better, there is no better feeling. I've worked in retail, I've worked uh, for nonprofits, I've worked for a multinational engineering firm, and while those are all great experiences, nothing beats a game launch. There is no better stress valve on the planet Earth. Um, the second lesson I've learned is that... Uh, Players are the most important thing. Um, we had a game and we were having a whole lot of trouble figuring out what was good about it. There were parts we liked, like art and music, but not a whole lot of us were fans of it. But then we started getting people outside the team in. And the first group of testers we had affirmed all of our doubts, but also said, hey, this is pretty fun and this is a cool idea. And it was great hearing that from someone outside the team. Players are the most important thing. They will affirm everything you hate and everything you love about the process. And so that's why you need to start the QA early then, so you get that feedback. Exactly. Um, the third lesson I learned is that student development is a wonderful opportunity. And if you have the chance, even if you don't have the chance, even if you don't have a game program, get together with CS students, get together with art students, and make something. Because that's what matters. You know, when you're out here uh, in the real world, no one really cares what your GPA is. No one really cares that you aced Economy 203. Um, they really care if you've made a game and shown your skills and that you've worked with a team. So uh, to all the students out there, sit down, get with your friends, figure out what you want to do and make it. And it will be the best experience you've had in your life. Thank you very much. Thanks. Cool, man. That was awesome.